Will the Antichrist be a Jew or a Gentile? And is there any possibility that he could be a Muslim? For a fascinating discussion of these issues with 11 different Bible prophecy experts, stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Recently, I attended a major Bible prophecy conference in the Dallas area where I had the opportunity to interview a number of Bible prophecy experts about some very controversial issues. Most Christians are aware of the fact that there is a lot of disagreement about the interpretation of Bible prophecy between those who have completely different viewpoints, you know, like the arguments between those who are premillennial and amillennial. But what many people are not aware of is that there are some strong points of disagreement between those who take a literal viewpoint of end time prophecies. Over the next three weeks, we're going to take a look at some of those disagreements concerning the Antichrist. Specifically, we're going to ask, Will the Antichrist be a Jew or a Gentile? Could he possibly be a Muslim? Will the Antichrist be killed and then resurrected from the dead? Where will the Antichrist capital be located? Could it be here in the United States or will it be in Rome or Babylon or even Jerusalem? Let's go now to a hotel at the DFW airport for the first set of interviews about whether or not the Antichrist will be a Jew. Out of 11 Bible prophecy experts I interviewed, only three said they felt like the Antichrist would be a Jew or that he could possibly be one. Here are their responses to my question, will the Antichrist be a Jew? I do, uh, I believe he could, but I don't think the uh, Bible tells us. The evidence is not strong enough. There's a passage in Daniel chapter 11, verse 37, that says that he will uh, reject the God or the gods of his fathers. And the, the uh, language is not strong enough in there from the original language to let us know whether it's a plural or a singular. And that is the, the primary passage that most people go to to say that he is uh, perhaps a Jew because it, it, if it is the God of his fathers, that's a very similar phrase that we find all through the Old Testament that is used of the Jews, but yet that also could be a Muslim. So the, the evidence is not strong enough in the Bible really to tell us what his origination is in terms of a religious origin. So we have to look to the geographic, the geopolitical um, evidence in the Bible to find out where he comes from. He could be a Jew. I'm not convinced of it. I think he's a Gentile because he will be ruling over the times of the Gentiles. According to Daniel chapter 2 and also in Revelation, uh, there's strong, stronger evidence that he will be a Gentile. He could be. And my reasons for that is uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where the scripture tells us that when the Antichrist comes into the temple, uh, he would literally go into the temple as God, which the temple would be in Jerusalem, and he would be worshipped there as God. Now, for that fact, I believe that uh, the Antichrist could be a Jew. I, mean, I believe that Israel could, could literally worship him uh, as a Jewish Messiah. Now, I know that goes a little different uh, against other other. Uh, people's views or whatever, but I do believe that that could very well be the case. He could be a Jew. I think he probably will be a Jew, or it's highly likely, uh, because the, the he's going to be the Antichrist, he's going to be a replacement for Christ, so he'll probably be very much a mirror of Christ. Maybe the same age, uh, I, you know, he'll be 
you'll probably have to be Jewish because the Jews won't accept someone who's not Jewish as, as a Messiah. So I, I believe it's very strong. I, you know, I know they're going to make a lot of mistakes by you know, accepting uh, uh, him as, 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 as their Messiah. So uh, they might go beyond accepting someone who's not Christ. You know, they should accepting him. Uh, the only reason they should accept him is because he is, he is a Jew. Okay, so in response to my question, will the Antichrist be a Jew? We have one yes, one could be, and one maybe. Now let's hear the responses of the seven people who gave a negative reply. Once again, my question is, will the Antichrist be a Jew? No, I don't think the Antichrist will be a Jew. And, and first of all, let me deal with a couple of controversial passages on this issue uh, concerning the uh, Antichrist in Daniel eleven thirty-seven. You can go to the King James Version of the Bible, and there you will read that it says, Neither shall he regard the God, singular, of his fathers. You can go to the New International Version or other translations, and they will read, Neither shall he regard the gods, plural, of his fathers. Now, those who think the word is God, singular, they say the Antichrist will come out of a monotheistic religion, and he will probably be a Jew. Those who think the correct translation is God's plural say that he will come out of a polytheistic religion, and he will be a Gentile. Now, I'm not enough of an expert to settle whether it should be God or gods, and that's gone on for a long time, and I don't know anybody that's ever settled it, okay? Uh, another controversial passage is John 5, verse 43. And Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name, and re ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him will ye receive. And now you get into what Jesus meant by the word receive. Some say, well, that means that uh, the Jews would receive him as the Messiah. And they reason that uh, the Antichrist will be a Jew because the Jews wouldn't receive someone as their Messiah who wasn't a Jew. And then there are others who say, well, the, Jesus, when he said receive, that meant that uh, the Jews will receive him as a great leader who would guarantee the seven-year covenant for peace in the Middle East. So you've got those two views. And those who think that uh, the Jews will receive him as a great leader, then they believe that he will be a Gentile. And I don't guess I could uh, settle this issue uh, on either one of those passages of Scripture. But I do think that we have other passages of Scripture on this issue. And here now I'm talking about uh, Daniel 7.3 and Revelation 13.1, where the Antichrist is described as a beast coming up out of the sea. And, of course, we know the sea is a symbol for uh, multitudes, nations, peoples, tongues, in other words, for Gentiles. And so I believe that those passages teach that the Antichrist will be a Gentile. I do not believe that he will be a Jew, uh, basically for uh, some of the same reasons that uh, he will not be a Muslim. Um, Antichrist is going to be a man that is going to um, demand or command worldwide attention. For a Jew to be in that position would be uh, a very, very long shot. But if you take someone who comes from the European community specifically with the, um, with the credentials that a lot of those people have, uh, he will be in a position automatically uh, to be accepted by the entire world. Just like the Antichrist will probably not be a Muslim because of a religious connotation, so too uh, will the Antichrist uh, not be a person associated with any type of religion except the one that he's going to institute for himself. I don't. 
If you go into Revelation 13, it talks about the beast that comes out of the sea. And typically throughout the Bible, anything that's related to the sea is an outside nation from Israel. It's a Gentile nation. And then if you go to Revelation 13, it talks about a second beast. And I think this is the one we're talking about, is that the false prophet very well could be the Jew because he's the beast that comes from the land. And the land is always a reference for Israel. So no, I, I do not think the Antichrist will, will be a Jew. No, again, the uh, passage in, uh, the Daniel passage of chapter 9, verse 26 and 27 specifies he'll be of the same ethnic identity as the people destroyed the city and the temple. And in AD 70, it was the Romans that did so, which is why he has to be not only a Gentile, but a Gentile specifically of Roman origin. No. I do not believe that he'll be a Jew. Uh, I believe that when he makes his covenant with Israel, that he will be speaking uh, to a Jewish leader, probably the man who will end up being the false prophet. And, uh, but I do not believe that he will be uh, a Jew. Some people believe this because they think that he will claim uh, to be the Jewish Messiah. Uh, but I, I don't, again, I don't find enough biblical support to accept that. I believe that he will be an apostate Gentile, and just like the Caesars of, of the Roman Empire. He will claim to be God, but he'll be an apostate Gentile. I don't think he'll be a Jew. I think the, uh, the, the biblical evidence is that the Antichrist will be a Gentile. Uh, he's going to, according to Daniel, he's going to lead the final great uh, Gentile world empire, which it seems inconsistent for a Jew to be the leader of the final great Gentile world empire. All the, all the other empires in Daniel 2, Daniel 7, the leaders of those were all Gentiles. Also, he's going to mercilessly persecute the Jewish people which seems strange to me for a Jewish person to be persecuting his own people. Um, also, in, uh, in Daniel 8, the only clear type of the Antichrist in the Bible is Antiochus Epiphanes, who was uh, a Gentile, Syrian. And also in the book of, Daniel, in the book of Revelation, in Revelation uh, chapter uh, 13, this beast, this Antichrist figure, rises up out of the sea. And in uh, Revelation 17, 15, it tells us that the sea is uh, representative of, of, of the nations. So, for those reasons, I, I, to me it seems clear that the, the Antichrist is going to be a Gentile. No, absolutely not. I don't think the Antichrist is Jewish. I think the Antichrist, uh, first of all, is a person who makes a treaty with the Jews. It isn't likely that a Jew would make a treaty with the Jews. Uh, he is a leader of Gentile nations. If we can understand the prophecy in Daniel chapter 9 correctly, if he's the leader of the revived Roman Empire, the leader that comes out of Europe. Uh, it is not likely that he's Jewish. Uh, he is, first of all, an unbeliever, so it doesn't matter what his nationality is. He's not a believer. He does not regard the God of his fathers or the gods of any faith system at all. He is what we would call an atheist and an unbeliever who really ultimately thinks he is God. And he'll go to the temple in Israel claiming to be God and demand that the world worship him as God. So in a sense, he is theocentric in the wrong sense in that he thinks he's God and everybody should worship him. Okay, in response to my question, will the Antichrist be a Jew, we now have seven no's, one yes, one could be, and one maybe. That's a total of ten votes. But I mentioned at the beginning that I interviewed a total of eleven Bible prophecy experts. So we have one more to go. His answer will surprise you. I actually believe the Antichrist is going to be of Hebrew descent, Hebrew blood, 
but also practice the Muslim religion. And I use Daniel 11:37 to to illustrate this. It talks in there that he he shall he, he shall not regard the God of his fathers. In this phrase, God of his fathers, it's always associated to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And in fact, this statement, God of his fathers, is only used five times in Scripture. And in every time, it is, also, it is associated to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I look at that. Another thing that I look at is that we learn in Genesis 49:17, the tribe of Dan, these are last day prophecies that Jacob gave to his sons. It says in uh, Genesis uh, 49:17 that a serpent shall cause the rider to fall backwards. So there's possibility that he actually may come out of the tribe of Dan. I also use uh, Revelation 7, 1 through 8 to back this up because this is the chapter where it talks about the 144,000. Dan's not named in the 144,000. So there's speculation here, or there's, there's scriptural evidence here, I believe, that shows that he will have Hebrew ancestry. Yet, on the other side, he will also practice the Muslim religion. Because we go to Daniel 11.38, and it says that he shall, not, he shall honor the God of forces and the God whom his fathers knew not. And so the God, neither, neither the God of his fathers, so he will, he will not regard the God of his fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He will honor the God of forces or a God of war, which I believe is Allah. And it's a God his fathers knew not. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not know Allah or did not even have any conception of Allah. Um, another verse that people point to often is showing that he, is, he comes from the people. And it's the people of the prince is the verse that they use, Daniel 9, 26. And in this, it, people often say, well, he comes from Rome. And uh, I believe he does come from the Roman Empire, but I don't believe that he's Italian in descent, which a lot of people are pointing to. There's the Roman Empire, the eastern leg of the Roman Empire, which comes out of Constantinople. And Constantinople ruled for a thousand years after Rome uh, seceded. And the reason they point to this is the 10th Legion of Rome that Titus invaded uh, Israel, Jerusalem, and overthrew that area in 70 AD. Titus was the only person who was pretty, pretty much of Roman descent, but he's an individual. He's not people plural. There was another in, individual, his associate, his name was Tiberius Julius Alexander. And he was actually the general that did all the work. Titus took the glory, uh, Tiberius Julius did the work. Now the interesting thing is, is Tiberius Julius was actually an Egyptian Jew born in Alexandria. And then, so again, both of these people are individuals. It's the people of the prince. Well, history tells us that the 10th Legion was basically hired mercenaries, people from the area. And that's what Rome always did. Any of the legions that that Rome created, they usually pulled from the local people right there. So the 10th Legion, who, who, who comprised of the 10th Legion? They were Middle Eastern Arabs, Syrians, Moabites, Edomites, basically the enemies of Israel. Garrisons of the 10th Legion were stationed in Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, so forth. Uh, at no time were they ever stationed in Rome. It was only when Titus came back in victories when he entered Rome. And so it was the people of the prince. And I'm saying 
that uh, it's the people who, who, who invaded Israel, and that was the 10th Legion, the soldiers, and not the individuals. One more point is, is if he is of Roman or European descent, Italian descent, um, I question his names. In scripture, he's clearly called the Assyrian. He's called the Prince of Tyre. He's called the King of Babylon. He's called the King Pharaoh of Egypt. These are all Middle Eastern titles, Middle Eastern names in Middle Eastern places. If he was from Egypt, like Italy or Europe or something, why isn't he called the, the King of Italy or the, the Duke of Germany or the, the, the Prince of Rome or, or something like that? Uh, I tend to read scripture literally and, and maintain a basics in, in literalness and the golden rule of interpretation and just don't dig into more. And so I just, with these names, these names point to a Middle Eastern side. That unique answer by Ray Gano to the question, will the Antichrist be a Jew, gives us a final total of seven no's, one yes, one could be, one maybe, and one yes or no. <laughs> well, in just a few minutes I will give you my answer to the question, but first here's a message about how you can get a very helpful Bible prophecy study resource. Dr. Reagan's book, God's Plan for the Ages, contains a comprehensive overview of all aspects of Bible prophecy. It's written in an easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style that you'll find appealing. In addition to all the prophecies concerning the first and second comings of the Messiah, it deals with a host of other prophetic questions such as, what happens when you die? What will heaven be like? What's the future of the earth? Where's the United States in Bible prophecy? When is the rapture most likely to occur? Is the Antichrist alive today? Are there signs of the times that are unique to our day and age? The book contains a variety of charts and diagrams which illustrate various aspects of Bible prophecy and is available for a gift of $15 or more. Just visit lamblion.com. God's Plan for the Ages is cataloged as P15. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy. We are discussing whether or not the Antichrist will be a Jew. And before I share my viewpoint with you, I'd like to take a moment to thank the 11 Bible prophecy experts we have just interviewed for taking the time to share their viewpoints with us. Now, until fairly recently, I would say that the majority viewpoint among those who interpret Bible prophecy literally was that the Antichrist will be a Jew. That was primarily due to a statement of Jesus that is recorded in John 5.43 where Jesus is quoted as saying, I have come in my Father's name and you do not receive me. If another shall come in his own name you will receive him. Now the argument drawn from this statement was that the Antichrist would have to be a Jew in order for the Jews to accept him as their Messiah. It's a very logical argument. But it ignores the fact that other passages in the Bible make it very clear that the Jews will never accept the Antichrist as their Messiah. In fact, we are specifically told that when the Antichrist reveals himself in the middle of the tribulation and claims to be God, the Jews will be horrified and will totally reject him, causing him to turn on them in fury and launch an attempt to annihilate them. So, what did Jesus mean when he said that if another shall come in his own name, the Jews will receive him? Well, those who argue that the Antichrist will be a Gentile respond by saying that the Antichrist will be accepted by the Jewish people as their political Savior when he implements a treaty at the beginning of the tribulation that will guarantee their security and enable them to rebuild their temple. 
But the Jews will never receive the Antichrist as their spiritual Savior. Thus, when He declares Himself to be God, they will reject Him. My conclusion is that there is no biblical reason that the Antichrist must be a Jew. And there is some very strong biblical evidence that he will be a Gentile. For example, Revelation 13.1 pictures him as a beast arising out of the sea. This, of course, is symbolic language, but it is significant because in the Bible, in Bible prophecy, the sea is used to symbolize Gentile nations. For example, in Daniel 7, where there is a prophecy about four great Gentile empires, it refers to them in verse 3 as coming up from the sea. In contrast, the Antichrist right-hand man and spiritual leader is pictured in Revelation 13, 11 as rising up out of the land or the earth in some translations. This reference to the land is an indication that the false prophet will be a Jew who will rise out of the promised land of Israel. Now, there is a logical reason we can assume the Antichrist will be a Gentile. It's one that Mark Hitchcock mentioned in his interview, and that is the fact that the book of Daniel reveals that the Antichrist is going to be the leader of the last great Gentile empire. It is simply not logical to assume that such an empire would be headed up by a Jew. Also, it is not logical to assume that a Jew would attempt to annihilate the Jewish people, as the Antichrist will try to do. Finally, the clearest type of the Antichrist in the Scriptures is Antiochus Epiphanes, who was a Greek tyrant. As to Ray Gano's contention that the Antichrist will be both a Jew and a Muslim, well, I find that beyond my comprehension. But what about the idea that he might be a Gentile who is a Muslim? That is a concept that has been endorsed by several Bible prophecy teachers in recent years. And next week, the Lord willing, we'll take a look at that idea by interviewing once again the same 11 persons we interviewed for this program. You're watching Christ in Prophecy. Before we bring this program to a close, I want to personally invite you to attend a Bible conference that we're going to host in the Dallas, Texas area the last week in June on Friday and Saturday the 26th and 27th. The conference will begin on a Friday evening, June 26th, with a concert by a great Messianic musician, Marty Getz. Marty is a modern-day psalmist who does much more than perform. He draws the audience into worshiping the Lord with him. We're going to have four featured speakers at the conference. I will be one of them. Another will be Dr. Ron Carlson, who is considered to be Christendom's foremost authority on cults and world religions. He will be making two presentations. One will be entitled, Are There Many Roads to God? The other will deal with the apostasy of the emergent church movement. Another of our guest speakers will be Mike Gendron. Mike is a much sought after conference speaker who specializes in Christian doctrine. His topic will be the Bible-driven church. And I am delighted to announce that the fourth speaker at our conference will be Dr. Robert Jeffress, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas. Dr. Jeffress will be speaking to the conference on the topic, Absolute Truth. The conference will be free of charge, but it is necessary for you to register. You can find the registration information on our website at lamblion.com. We will also be featuring throughout the conference the singing of Jack Hollinsworth of Acts 29 Ministries. Jack is the singer that we have featured the most on this television program. And I would like to end this program by giving you the blessing of one of Jack's most frequently requested songs entitled, We Shall See Jesus. Once on a 
There is no 
Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus.